Okay, so <clears throat> we're going to get started. So if, uh, again, like the brothers I mentioned in the past, if we can turn our chairs, if you're not facing me, uh, it'd be good if you could turn your chair. Also, uh, silence your phone. You don't have to turn it off, but if you can silence it, that way it doesn't go off during the meeting. Uh, besides that, how's everyone doing? Good? You, are y'all glad the semester's coming to an end? Yeah? Studying hard? <laughs> yeah, huh? Uh, so I really like this last song we sang, uh, speaking of the Lord's grace. You know, uh, it says when we, when we have a, when we used up all our strength in whatever we do, uh, is it either in our service life or in your student life or in your family life, that actually the Lord comes in and he supplies his grace to us. Isn't this amazing yes. that the Lord waits until we have no more energy and then he comes and says, okay, now it's my turn. Now I'm going to come in and do it. So praise the Lord for his grace. Amen. And sorry about my voice. Uh, I'm, kinda, I'm losing it. I'm not sick. I'm just losing it. <laughs> so let's start with, uh, let's read the title and everyone read the first verse under the title. Ready, go. Okay, so let's, uh, if you have a pen, uh, underline the word witness, uh, and the things which you have uh, seen, so underline seen and heard. So it's quite interesting, this title, it doesn't say uh, preaching the gospel, it doesn't say precisely speaking about the Lord, the title says witnessing, witnessing, so that word really stood out to me, what is, what is a witness? You know, we need to witness to him unto all men. So witness, let me give you a definition I found in the dictionary. There's a, a few definitions, but this is one I found and I really like. It says to be present at a transaction. To be present at a transaction so as to be able to testify to his having taken place. So a witness is someone who is there. Let's say you're in your vehicle at a stoplight, and you see a wreck. So uh, there's a transaction that happened there. You know, two vehicles collided. And this person has seen the wreck. So he now becomes a witness. But not only does he become a witness, he becomes a debtor. Have you ever thought about that? Not just a witness, but a debtor. Now he's indebted to the police officer to be a witness concerning what happened. Have you ever thought about that? A witness is a debtor. He owes something to someone. So it says here, For you will be a witness unto him, I mean to him, unto all men. So what are we witnessing? Well, to witness is to experience something. And in the Christian life, we are all witnesses. If you have received the Lord, then you are a witness. If you have experienced the Lord, you are a witness. If you have seen something of the Lord in the Bible studies, if you have seen something of the Lord in your Bible reading, if you have seen something of the Lord with the appointments you've had all semester, then you are now a witness because you've seen something and you've experienced something of the Lord. So now, as witnesses, we're in debtors. Paul says that he was a debtor to all men. 
of the things that he has seen himself and heard. So all of us, now we're indebted to speak the things that we have seen and that we have heard to the rest of the creation. Okay, so some of you may ask, well, what things have I seen? Uh, what things have I heard? Uh, or some of you have maybe even asked, well, how do, how do I do this? How do I tell someone about the Lord? Uh, how do I convey what I've seen, right? Spiritual things are, are not easy to convey. You know, the things that you have seen, the Lord has shown you, they're not easy to convey. So it's understandable that you would ask that question. How do I convey what I've seen? How do I convey what I've heard? Well, one thing you can do is join our internship. <laughs> Have you heard of our internship, right? And during the internship, what happens uh, a week before, we have a training. And who's been in the internship here? Okay, a few of us, good. So we get trained, right? We get trained to speak the gospel. We get trained to convey the things that you have seen and the things that you have heard. So someone needs to help us, right? Someone, others that have gone before us, the older brothers, they, they help us to convey these things. They've experienced it themselves, and they've learned to convey them. So now they, they train us right, to learn to convey the things that we have seen and that we have heard so we can be faithful witnesses. Uh, so also tonight, you would also enjoy something that's pretty amazing. Uh, well, I want to start with this verse in Revelation. 21.2. Maybe, Reese, if you can help me with that verse. Uh, Revelation 21.2. And this verse uh, is at the end of the Bible, and it shows us uh, God's intention with man. So if you want to read it. Yeah. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. <laughs> okay. Uh, actually, that's the wrong verse. Sorry about that. <laughs> I was a, uh, it was the one, uh, the river of water of life preceding. 22 one? Isn't that what I said or no? Sorry. Okay, 22 one. a river of water of life, crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the land in the middle of its Okay, so we have there a river of water of life, and it's proceeding out of the throne of God. And it says the throne of who? The God and the Lamb. So you have God the Father, and you have the Lamb. And in John 1.29, we see that Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God. So here you have the Father, the Son, and where is the Spirit? Flowing. Flowing. The Spirit is proceeding from the throne of God. So here you have a transmission. You have a transaction, right? It's coming down and is reaching man. So you have the triune God, the Father and the Son, as a spirit reaching man. And this is God's intention, is that this water will reach all of us. And we would taste this water. And uh, not only taste it, but also be witnesses that we have tasted and share with our friends, our classmates, that we have tasted the triune God. And the triune God wants to flow out of us. Isn't this amazing that at the end of the Bible we see God's intention? Coming from the throne, you have the Father, Son, and the Spirit flowing out into man. So this is something you can share. 
you feel like you don't have anything, just in that verse, you see God's intention. Actually, this is the gospel. The gospel is just an outflow of the things that we have enjoyed all semester. And we are witnesses of these things because you have touched them. Have you not touched the spirit in some of your appointments, Carl? Right? You've touched the spirit. So now the spirit can flow out. And this is actually a witnessing. We're going to see that witnessing is very connected to the word fellowship. We'll see that here in a second. So let's read uh, number one. Ready, go. Okay, and then go ahead and read both verses. Okay, uh, <clears throat> so underline on John, First John, John one three, seen, heard, report. So report. The use of the word report. So what's what's a report? Is someone as a reporter? What does a reporter do? Same thing. She reports or he reports the things that they have seen, right? And the things that they have heard. So that's what we need to be. We need to be reporters of the things that we have seen and heard. It says also uh, in the rest of the verse, which you don't, you don't have, but I'll continue reading it. It says, uh, okay, so that which we have seen and heard, we report also to you that you also may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with the, his Son, Jesus Christ. So here again, you have uh, the apostle writing that when we report... Uh, what happens is that you're actually bringing that individual you're speaking to into a fellowship. With who? With, with the apostles, but with the Father and the Son. And that fellowship actually is the flow of the Spirit. So you're actually bringing the whole triune God into that individual. Don't think of a small thing that when you witness, you're just speaking words. When you witness, you're actually bringing that individual into fellowship with you and the triune God. Isn't that awesome? This is a larger view of what the gospel is, right? Uh, uh, so it's not a small thing that you share a word with your friends. Uh, so the definition of the Greek word of fellowship is, uh, the word is koinonia, meaning joint participation. So if you're already enjoying from the throne of God, right, the water that's coming down, the triune God flowing, when you bring that person into fellowship, you're actually bringing them into a joint participation with you and with God. Isn't that awesome? So this is the definition of the Greek word, fellowship. So if you have witnessed something, you report it, and when you report it, they enter into a participation of fellowship with you and God. So not a small thing to be a witness. Not a small thing. Okay, so again, we need to uh, witness to our friends, our relatives, uh, our acquaintances, the things that you have seen and the things that you have heard. Uh, so last Tuesday, some of us went out on the gospel. Uh, Michael Evans and I went out. We went out to witness, and uh, maybe he can come up and uh, give us his testimony. Yeah. It's for recording. Just go ahead, turn around. Um, so... On Tuesday, we went out to preach the gospel, and I'd never done anything like that before. It was, it was crazy. So we, we only talked to two people, and the first one had already uh, interacted with someone before. I think it was Luis. And uh, so we talked to him, and then we talked to uh, Eric. 
and I led Eric to the Lord. And, and I'd never done anything like that, so that was that was really cool. And I when uh, when he said he told me that I, that I was gonna pray with them, I like panicked and I started thinking <laughs> of all the what I was gonna say and you know planning out this whole prayer. And then when I got there, it all just went away and just the spirit just spoke. That was really awesome. Yeah. And that was your, your first time on the gospel, yeah, right? Yeah, it was my first time on the gospel. So his first time on the gospel, he got to bring someone into that fellowship. Yeah. How did you feel afterwards? I just, it was this really surreal kind of feeling. Like, like everything was just gone. It was just peace. Like, that was it. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. Okay. So I, I like what he said, the city of uh, Jer Jerusalem it actually means the city of peace. So what you did, you brought that individual into the fellowship of the new Jerusalem. So that's where we felt all that peace that day. It was wonderful. Okay, so let's go to number two. Uh, let's have the brothers read number two and the verses under it. Ready, go. So, question is, uh, well, let's underline immediately under Acts 9-2, uh, and also under John, that the woman left her water pot and went away. So, those two things, immediately, and then left her water pot and went away. So, why should we witness immediately? Uh, I asked that question myself. I was like, well, why can't I wait till you know, whatever, later time? Well, the reason why is because your experience of Christ at that moment is fresh. It has more impact on others than if you wait. You know, if I told you, oh, yeah, you know, I experienced the Lord 10 years ago. You know, that was the last time I experienced the Lord. You know, how fresh is that? You know, would that have an impact on you? But what about if I, you know, like Michael, he said, I, I got someone saved Tuesday. You know, that's very recent. So that, to me, it gives me a lot more impact, you know. So we need to uh, share our experiences when? Immediately. Immediately. And we don't have to, uh, you know, expound all the truth. I have a quote here. I won't read it, but the whole thing. But it says, uh, uh, preaching the gospel. When you give a message, it requires accuracy of the truth. But preaching the gospel does not necessarily, necessarily require accuracy of the truth. Not that we don't need to be accurate in the truth when we preach the gospel, but here you see uh, in John 4, the woman, she left her water pot when the Lord uh, gave her the living water. And what did she do? She just went into the city. And what did she say? You know, the song we just read. I mean, we sang. What did she say? Come see, come see a man. Is that simple? Come see a man. Who told me all things that ever I did? That ever I did. Is this not the Christ? So she saw that this Jesus was the Christ, and that's all she needed to do. She, with that experience, she went and said, "Come see a man." And then, do y'all remember what happened in the verse? What does it say? They came out. Yeah, it says the, the thing. It says the whole city or something like that, right? The city, the whole city came out to come see this man, 
that she has seen was a Christ. And then later in those verses it says, we came or something like that because you, because, uh, you told us, but now we believe because we see ourselves. So now through her experience, she brought others into that fellowship of what? The living water that the Lord installed in her being. So again, you see that God wants to flow through man, and he, the Lord himself brought this woman to, to that flow, the living water. If you drink it, you will never thirst again, that's what he said. What did she do? She went and got the whole city. Come on. And now they're drinking. Now they see the Christ. So she was a witness. She witnessed to the whole city of the things that she has seen and heard. Isn't that amazing? Okay, so I'm going to read a little story to you. A uh, very simple story. Even the title is simple. The title is If. I.F. And it's written in the 1934 or 1940, somewhere in that area. Uh, and it's... Uh, a publication called a Christian. Uh, so here it is. is a, a woman, and this is very simple. It says, a woman was working as a housemaid and living poorly. Yes, she was a Christian, and she was always happy. In her mouth, there was always a hallelujah and a praise the Lord. One day, uh, one day, the aunt of her mistress came and noticed her joy. She asked, why are you so happy all the time? The sister answered, I have believed in Jesus. He is my Savior, and he has saved me. The lady cannot tolerate her happiness, and she asked again, How can you be so happy? How can you be so unconcerned about your future? If your mistress does not want you anymore, and if you get a back pain, and cannot do the laundry anymore, if your son becomes sick, if the money you have earned is stolen, if you have some accidents, or if, dot, dot, dot. The joyful sister did not wait for her to finish the next if, and said to her, Madame, you are good in everything. The only problem is your ifs. If you did not have all these ifs, you would have been as happy as I am a long time ago. So that was, that was her, her testimony, right? She was a happy witness. She didn't have much outwardly, but the, the lady she was working for had everything, yet she wasn't happy. So you see how simple that story is? And the reason why I read it to you is because to preach or speak or be a witness of your experience could be so simple. So, you know, again, this summer we have the internship, and when you go out and speak to others, you can just simply tell them your experience, a witness of the things you have seen and the things you have heard, things you have experienced. Very simple. So this is the gospel. This is to be a witness. So let's go on uh, to number three. Let's read, it. let's read it together with the verses. Ready? Go. Okay, so. So, 
So <clears throat> the, the first two points, uh, you can say the, the first point is, uh, what do we witness? We witness the things that we have seen and heard. Point two is, when should we do it? Immediately, right? And number three is, uh, how should we do it? Indiscriminately. And we see that the Lord did this in Mark. He says, uh, the sower here is Christ. The seed is the word of God. So Christ came speaking the word of God, the gospel of the kingdom. But it says here uh, that the different places where the seed fell is actually men's heart. So he, he, he put the seed uh, beside the way and the rocky places and the thorns and others fell on good earth. So here we see this is the way the Lord spoke the word indiscriminately. He just, you just spread the seed. You know, you just give your experience. Don't be discouraged. You know, we went out with Michael. I told him, we have to have a thick skin. Remember that? I said, if we get rejected, we just go to the next person, right? Reject it, and then we go to the next person. So you just go out. You just speak the gospel. You speak your experience. You speak what you've seen and heard uh, indiscriminately. Okay, so in the Romans, this is what Paul did. If you see here, he says, I'm a debtor. He was a witness of Christ. Christ appeared to him. And then he, he says, I'm a debtor to Greeks. And the Greeks, they were rich in philosophy, culture, and the technology of their time. Very rich in that barbarian. Actually, that a barbarian is almost the opposite uh, of the Greeks and Romans at the time. These were ones that they, they didn't have a great civilization. Uh, they didn't have... Um, they didn't have a lot of culture either. They were barbarians. So this is Paul. He says, I'm a debtor to Greeks and barbarians. To wise, you know, someone who has power and uh, judgment, and to the foolish, right? So it's lack of judgment. And it says, and then at the very end of the verse is, to announce the gospel to you also. To you also. Who is that? Who's that? Everyone else, specifically here, I think it is the Romans. Uh, so I think he was speaking to other believers also. So see, I think Michael and I, we went out, the first guy we touched, um, he, I think he had prayed with brother either Jose Luis or Johan, right, Eric? And he had received the Lord through them. And here we are, and he's like, oh, I've stopped meeting, remember? He says, but I want to get baptized, remember he said that? <laughs> so we went out and spoke the gospel to a believer, and now he's opening up to us. I want to get baptized, but I want to do it back home, right, in Corpus yeah. Christi, he said. So we got his number. Uh, we're going to stay in touch with him, so make sure he gets baptized. <laughs> so the gospel is to unbelievers, Greeks, barbarians, wise, foolish, and to believers. So we need to speak the gospel to one another, be a witness to one another. Sometimes I'm down, and I show up to an appointment with Neil and Rodney, and they're speaking the truth. And I get out of my situation, you know. They're speaking light to me, life. Their, their experience becomes my experience. They bring me into the fellowship of the trying God. Isn't this amazing? Wow, this is so good. Okay. Uh, did we finish there? Yeah, so let's move on to the next. Uh, okay, one more thing. Uh, Kasim, he left early, right, Trevor? Uh, so Kasim was supposed to be here uh, to testify. <laughs> we went out, uh, I think it was before we went out with Michael, and 
I, I put him under this point indiscriminately because Sam, uh, he's about yay tall. Uh, he's African-American, I'm Hispanic, and then we're on the gospel, and we approach this short Asian guy. So here you have an Asian, Hispanic, and an African-American. And we didn't, we, didn't go, we didn't go preach the gospel, just, oh, let's, let's go talk to all Hispanics, you know, or let's go talk to all the African-Americans. No, we just went indiscriminately, and just to whoever, wherever the sea landed. And we went and spoke to this young man, and he's a junior here at the UT. And actually, that was Kasim's first time going on the gospel this past Tuesday. And we spoke the gospel. We spoke our experience of how the spirit felt within us, a uh, warm feeling, flowing feeling. And, and then we asked him, have you ever had that feeling? He says, no, I, I know the Lord, but I've never had the, the, the warm feeling you're talking about. And uh, so we asked him, have you ever prayed to receive the Lord? He said, no. So I was like, well, Kasim has a perfect prayer right here. So Kasim led him to the Lord. Uh, and this young man received the Lord. So that was Kasim's first time on the gospel. And he led someone to the Lord also. There you are. Come here. <laughs> Come up here. Where you at? Oh, man, you know. <laughs> All right, give us your testimony. <laughs> oh, the testimony of? On Tuesday. Okay, so. Was it Chester? Yeah. Go ahead. You're good. Go ahead. Okay, so uh, basically Tuesday, uh, like me and Isai have our meeting on Tuesday or whatever, and then he was like, let's go to the gospel or whatnot. So I'm like, cool. I mean, let's go out and, you know, spread yeah. the gospel. My bad. So, yeah. <laughs> Loki just got nervous real quick. I was like, what? But anyway. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, so we walk in. We first see Will. Where he at? Right there. Yeah, we see him. He got his shades on. He walked in. <laughs> we're, like, we're like, who's this cool guy? So, <laughs> whatever. So, he uh, prayed over us real quick, and that, like, got all our, like, you know, whatever, nervousness out or whatever. So, then we go, and we see this one guy. His name Tony. Tony. Uh, did he come? No. He, okay. He was cool. supposed to come, but. It was cool. I texted him, whatever. It's all right. He's going to come sooner. And then, uh, <laughs> and uh, so yeah, we seen them, and uh, so I had the little card. I don't got it on me today. It's all right. Hmm? Okay, yeah, it's all right. And so I, I uh, gave him a card, and he was like, "Oh, you know, what is this?" I was like, "Oh, Christian Students on Campus. This is a great organization that you know we do Bible studies and whatnot." And then so he was like, "Okay, bit, bit, bit." And so I think why well, asked him next. I was like. Uh, he, he had received the Lord. Oh, yeah, we asked him, have you received the Lord? He was like, yeah, I go to masses or whatnot. And he was like, we were like, oh, okay. Then my guy, Isai, asked him, so have you ever, like, experienced the Lord, like, inside of you? And the dude face was shook. Like, he was like, <laughs> <laughs> like, he was, like, <laughs> the dude was like, <laughs> like, this, okay, okay, the next part, this was his response. I almost laughed, but I didn't laugh. So, so dude was like, he was shook, and like, he was like, what that mean? And like, uh, he said, you like, have you ever felt him inside you, you know, like, you know, the spirit or whatever? He was like, like, in a dream? Like, <laughs> like when he said that, I was like, wow. Then, so, yeah, he said, he was telling about, you know, how to feel the spirit inside, like, how to, like, to, like, you know, speak to the Lord 
like every day what it means and like how you, when you keep doing it and you keep doing what the Lord supposed to, like tells you to do, then you'll start like feeling inside and get filled up. Yeah. And you know how we got empty out so we can fill other people up? Basically, that was my man Isai was saying. And so, <laughs> so Isai, like, I'm about to say a basketball term. So he threw me a lob, like an alley oop pass. <laughs> and so I was like, I said earlier to, uh, I just said earlier, I was like, I'm Blake Griffin, this is Chris Paul. Like, he just, <laughs> he threw me a lob. So as he was speaking, uh, he was basically like, oh, so I was just watching whatever. And then he was like, yeah, so my, uh, my guy right here, Kyle going to like give you a prayer and like hopefully you can receive the Lord or whatever. So I was like, okay, bitch. So we was praying. I was praying for him, whatever. Then he was repeating everything I said. So then I asked the question like, uh, Lord Jesus, I want to receive you inside mm -hmm. of me. And he said it. And I guess I had my head down. I wasn't paying attention, but ECI was watching his face and dude face was like watering up and stuff. And it was like a sad, genuine moment, I guess, because he just finally like, like got saved or whatnot. Yeah. And like, I didn't know the whole time, so I just had my head down praying. <laughs> and I got up, and so the dude, like, when we, the prayer was finished, he got in his backpack and just reached for his water bottle, like, cover his face with, like, trying to drink it or whatnot. Yeah. And I didn't know what was happening. I was like, oh, okay. So when, once we, like, left the guy, he wouldn't want to leave us. He, we were just talking about everything, like school, everything. He did not want to leave our presence, so I was like, mm -hmm. Wow, like, you know, we got we got to spread somebody else the gospel, man, like just like we did you. He didn't want to leave. And so like he ended up getting my number. I ended up texting him like, oh, you know, come out to like well, we asked if we wanna have lunch with him and he didn't like, you know, I guess he was busy. So I told him <laughs> So So I told him to come today and then, you know, he didn't come but we asked the Lord to like make sure that he come like sometime, you know yeah. what I'm saying? We gave him the schedule, like any time next semester, if it's gonna be the same thing, we're gonna still be here, still doing the same, you know, yeah. have the same purpose. So yeah, so I didn't know. So after like he left, he said he told me, you know what you just did? He was hyped. I was like, <laughs> I was like, nah, what what I do? He said, You just saved that man. <laughs> I was like, huh? Like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, how you know, bro? I don't think so, bro. He like, bro, I've done this so many times, I know. I was like, <laughs> When he said that, I got happy. I'm like, oh yeah, like yes sir, yes sir, yes sir, yes sir. Yeah, so, yeah. How did you feel after you got him saved? Oh, I, I was happy. I ain't gonna lie, cause we were just talking. It was like funny because we were just talking about it before we walked out. We was like, uh, we were reading what he's like doing right now today, mm -hmm. and he said in the passage, just said like the two happiest days of your life would be the day you get saved and the day you save somebody else. Amen. And so that happened to me. Just right then, I didn't think it was gonna happen that day that I just did that, and he threw me the lob. I was like, "Oh man!" Like I was like, Ugh. "Choke up!" <laughs> I was like, "That's me. I did that, you know." And so I'm basically like shepherding him now, even though he probably don't know, but I'm still yeah. gonna pray for him every day and whatnot. So I was at, "Yes, sir." So yeah, so that's man. it. Okay, uh, my time's up, uh, so let's just read the last point together with a verse. Ready, go. Okay, so when you spread the word, you get filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Amen. So just a quick review. Uh, we're witnesses. Uh, what do we do when we witness? What do we speak? When should we do it? How should we do it? In the 
What is the result of living a witnessing life? A joyful life. Amen. So I think from here we go on to studying the outline with a partner, right? And then I guess someone will tell us when we're done. Uh, doing, I guess it takes uh, three minutes or so. So learn the outline, these questions I gave you, and try to learn the verses, and then we'll have someone come up here in a minute. <laughs> 